Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. joke in here after we had to restart. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I, I honestly get it. You know, it was a funny joke. She wrote down that this is episode 18. Right. And not 19. And then she wrote down that, no, you wrote down that this one was 18 thinking the last one was 17 when the last one was actually 18. Right. And then you just said it was 18. It is 18. No, this is 19. No, this is 18. Okay, it is 19. Fine. <laughs> Screw you. You can, you can find us at Google Podcast Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Anchor. Where it all began. You can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek, gmail.com, or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in a Star Trek. Correct. www.vickystartrek.com is 
Miss Connacraft. Yes. So, Vicky, season two, episode 18. 19. 19. A private little war. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen today? The Klingons start a war with the Enterprise. Good idea. Wrong though it might be. But good idea. So, it actually says here, on a planet with a primitive society, civilization, the Enterprise discovers that the Klingons are providing a Stone Age society with increasingly advanced weapons. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> are we ready for this one? Yes. Okay. Yes, Jim. How much longer, McCoy? Oh, about another 30 minutes, I've come across some most interesting organic compounds. Hey, Starfleet was right. Uh, Where are they? can be a medical treasure house. problems there? They are on planet neutral. Planet neutral. That's the name of it. Gotcha. So, uh, give me a second here. I was in the wrong button. Where did I put it? Planet Neutral was an inhabited M-class planet that was the homeworld of a native pre-warp society. The planet was also a home of the Magatu and the Mac, uh, Root. Okay. No sign of the inhabitants so far, Kirk out. Large Prince, the ape-like carnivore in the reports? Yes. The Mogato, no problem though. Those prints are several days old. They seldom stay around in one place. So those prints to say it's a are Mogato. Or so it seems to the brash young Lieutenant Kirk. Yes, those prints are Mogato. All right. In command of his first planet survey. Class M in all respects. Quite Earth-like. But these people stayed in their Garden of Eden. Bows and arrows for hunting but absolutely no fighting among themselves. Remarkably peaceful and tranquil. Bows and arrows, Captain. Villagers with flintlocks, that's impossible. They hadn't progressed nearly that far. So for anyone that doesn't know what a flintlock rifle is, it's the first kind of basic rifle there is. So a flintlock, you pack the powder in there, in, in the barrel, then you put your ball in there and your wad right. to keep it all in there. And then you put powder on a tray, close the tray, cock back the hammer, and the hammer's got a piece of flint on there. And when it hits the steel of the um, tray, it sparks, setting off the powder on the tray into the barrel and out. Kind of like a cannon, almost. Right. So that's what a flintlock rifle is. Captain, look.
man walking into ambush. It's Tyree, the friend I lived with here. Use of our phasers is expressly forbidden. Very good throw for Captain Kirk. So flintlock rifles, because you were making the steel ball out of lead, it could be anywhere between 45 caliber and 63 caliber. So if you picture like a 45 ACP, it's basically the size of, an, of a 45 caliber. But you're talking 50, 63, that's bigger than a 50 cal. Right. That's a big fucking bullet to get hit with. Right. Spock, your phaser. No, Captain, I can travel. Beam us up, quickly. Now, Scotty, have medics stand by. The other thing is, if you notice, there was no hole in the back of Spock's shirt from right. the impact. But there's green blood on the back and front of his shirt. So it had to be a through and through. Mm -hmm. But you don't see the hole in the front of the shirt, and you don't see the hole in the back of the shirt. Right. Be dead now. Not good, sir. Coral Island. 
So have you wondered why in 1966 they, did, they introduced the uh, hypo spray mm. in the TV like this? Yeah, sure. We'll so back it. in the day, the sensors had a problem with showing needles. Okay. And blood and guts and anything like that. Okay. Especially if we're doing a TV series. So they came up with, so Gene Roddenberry and the rest of the crew came up with the idea of a hypo spray instead of a needle. Because there's no actual needle there, you know? And, right. like, with Spock, they show the blood, the green blood on the back and the front, but you never really see them, like, right now they've got Spock's shirt up. In real life, they would have cut that shirt off, and they would have been working on him right there. Right. You know? So it's basically a, a practices and standards thing from back then. Nowadays, they'd probably have no problem showing blood and guts and everything there, you know? Right. But back in the day, standards and practices were different. Exactly. Go to Red Alert. Kirk here. Well, her, sir. We have a Klingon vessel on our street. On my way. Got it. I don't know yet, Jim. Captain, we're holding the planet between us and the Klingons. I don't think they've spotted us. Make that definite, sir. They're sending a routine message to their home base. No mention of us. Good. Go to Yellow Alert. Yellow alert. All stations go to yellow alert. Do you think you can keep us out of that side, Jack? I think you're right, Captain. Message to Starbase, sir. No point giving ourselves away, Lieutenant, until we find out what's going on. We can hide for a while, sir, but we may have to go out of orbit to keep it up for long. Kirk to Sickbay. McCoy here. I'll call you as soon as I know anything. Sickbay out. So, they've broken the treaty. Not necessarily, Captain. They have as much right to scientific missions here as we have. Research is not the Klingon way. True. But since this is a hands-off planet, how are you going to prove they're doing otherwise? I left there 13 years ago. Those villages had barely learned to forge iron. Spock shot with a flintlock. How many centuries between those two developments? On Earth, about 12, sir. On the other hand... A flintlock would be the first firearm the inhabitants would normally develop. Yes, I'm aware of that, Mr. Scott. And, sir, the fact Earth took 12 centuries doesn't mean they had to. We've seen development at different rates on different planets. And if there were the Klingons behind it, why didn't they give them breech loaders or machine guns or old-style handlers? did not invite a debate. I'm sorry. I'm worried about Spock. I'm concerned about him. What's happened to something I once knew down there? You have the con, Scotty. I'll be at sick bay. We've no replacements for the damaged organs, sir. He's going to live. His Vulcan physiology will have to do it for him. Agreed. Caroline off. We're dying now, Jim. I don't know which. He's gonna die. Well... Dr. Mabinga, we'll interned in the Vulcan ward. Don't give it away. We'll see. He couldn't be in better hands. Then you and I are transporting down one. You may I can't leave not. Spock at this time. You just indicated you could. 
There are Klingons here. If their mission is a legitimate research interest in the planet's organic potential, then you're the one man who can tell me. And if that's not it, then I need help. Advice I can trust as much as Spock. I appreciate the compliment, Jim, but... Bones, I'm as worried about Spock as you are. If the Klingons are breaking the treaty, could be interstellar war. Kirk to bridge. Bridge. Here. McCoy and I are transporting back down informed ship stores that will need native costumes. Captain, we may have to break out of orbit any minute to keep out of their sight. We'd be able to communicate a range with you. Understand? We'll arrange a rendezvous schedule. Kirk out. Captain's log, stardate 4211.4. Keeping our presence here secret is an enormous tactical advantage. Therefore, I cannot risk contact with Starfleet Command. I must take action on my own judgment. I have elected to violate orders and make contact with planet inhabitants here. Perfect. Tyree's camp's a quarter of a mile away. So he has said Tyree a couple of times. Right. So Tyree was a humanoid native of neutral planet. Yeah. He was a hunter and the leader of the hill people. So, that's who he is. Yeah. Want to think about it again, Jim? Starfleet's orders about this planet state no interference with... No interference with normal social development. I'm not only aware of it. It was my survey 13 years ago that recommended it. I read it. Inhabitants superior in many ways to humans. Left alone, they undoubtedly someday will develop a remarkably advanced and peaceful culture. Indeed. And I intend to see that they have that chance. You coming with me? Do I have a choice? No. Oh, they did. is a Magatu. A was a large ape-like carnivorous native to the region of Planet Neutral that had the strength of ten men and a bite that was poisonous to most humanoids. McCoy, emergency, come in. Enterprise, come in, McCoy, emergency. They left out of orbit. Oh. Jim, there is no antitoxin for this poison. I can only keep you alive a few hours with this. Tyree, 
Some of us men. You're... Ah. Are you hell people? Do you know a hunter named Tyree? Emu got to attack him. He's James Kirk. He's a friend of Tyree's. Blasted, do something. He's dying. Take him to the cave. I bring Tyree. Stardate 4211.8. Kirk is right about the people here. Despite their fear and our strangeness, they are compassionate and gentle. I've learned the hunter Tyree is now their leader. He is expected to return shortly with his wife, who they say knows how to cure this poison. My problem, the captain is in deep shock. I must keep him warm and alive until then. Your garden of Eden. <laughs> the notice how McCoy just said, You and your garden of Eden. This is the second garden of Eden Kirk has stated. <laughs> right. The first one was in the episode The Apple. Now, this one. <laughs> and he remembers the apple, you and your damn garden of Eden. Right. <laughs> We must obtain the same fire sticks, husband. You could be killing them instead. We could take their house. They're good. Nona. In time, the villagers will re... So her name is Nona. She is a Kanutu woman. Right. She is the wife of Tyree, leader of the Hill People on the planet Neutral. Nona possesses mag mystical powers that kept Tyree under her spell when rival villagers obtained flintlock guns from the Klingons. Nona wanted Tyree to get some weapons so they could get stronger than their enemies. Tyree wishes to follow the path of peace. Turn to their ways of friendship. In time, they kill your people. I am a Kanutu woman. In all this land, how many are there? Men seek us because through us they become great leaders. I took you because you cast a spell upon me. And I have spells that help me keep you. Remember this leaf? We camp by the water. 
night of madness. Did you really think that man? No. No. You brought an evil beast for my soul. <laughs> Only one lovely beast, Terry. My huge, angry man. Forgive me. What is it? There are strangers in our camp. One has taken the Mugatu bite. He dies. Strangers? It is said the dying one is a friend of Tyree from long ago. That one. Bring him when his head clears. <laughs> one I told you of, the friend of my younger days. My remedies require I know what kind of man he is, all that is known of him. I gave him my promise of silence. He was made my brother. And I'm your wife, his sister. I promise silence also. Nona. Quickly. Or he dies. So this is the thing that really J.J. Abrams really screwed up when he remade Star Trek. Nurse Chapel had a thing for Spock. Right. Spock had a thing for Nurse Chapel. Not for Uhura. No offense, Michelle Nichols, no. I know we miss you dearly. May you rest in peace. But that was how it was written. You know, so for J.J. Uh, Abrams to say that Uhura and Spock had a thing and not Chapel kind of was out of line, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> Don't let these low panel readings bother you. I've seen this before in Vulcans. It's a way of concentrating all their strength, blood, and antibodies onto the injured organs. A form of self-induced hypnosis. 
You mean he's conscious? Well, in a sense. He knows we're here and what we're saying. But he can't afford to take his mind from the tissue he's fighting to heal. I suppose he even knows you were holding his hand. <laughs> Called her out on it. But a good nurse always treats her patients that way. It's, it proves she's interested. I'm Tyrese. Uh, interested. And I'm Tyrese woman. Miss Kirk. She will cure him. A mako root. What? A mako root <clears throat> was a plant native to the planet neutral. It was also known cure for the poisonous bite of the deadly magatu. And then only when properly administered by a female shaman of Norel's hill people, known as Kanutu, the treatment was highly ritualized. For those who know yep. where to find it, how to use it, how to pick it.
thank you for saving his life. On him or her. I would like to learn more about this. Our blood has passed through the Mako root together. Our souls have been together. He is mine now. She was sweet also. He is hers. When a man and woman are joined in this manner, he can refuse her no wish. But it is only legend. Tyree's camp. I knew you'd find a Kanutu to kill me. A Kanutu is the, the local witch people here. They've studied. They've studied the roots and the herbs. <laughs> I am a Kanutu, Captain. I am a Kanutu, Captain. I cured you. My wife, Nona. Yes, of course, I should have guessed. Congratulations. Tyree, we must talk now. The villagers, their new weapons. I want to hear all about that. We must make plans. Good. It is past time to plan. Much has happened since you left, James. Come, we'll speak of it. And of things to be done. Come. We will speak of it. <laughs> Readings are beginning to fluctuate. Just as they should. This is Dr. Mbenga. There will be someone with you constantly now. When the time comes, I'll be called. As soon as he shows any signs of consciousness, call me immediately. Yes, Doctor. After you call me, if he speaks, 
Do whatever he says. Do whatever he says? Yes. Well, that's clear enough, isn't it? first appeared nearly a year ago. Since that time, many of my people have died. You say they make the fire sticks themselves. How can you be sure? I have looked into the village. I have seen it being done. Have you seen any strangers among the villagers? Strangers? No. Can you take us to their village while it's still dark? Yes. But the Mugatos travel at night also. You killed one. Mate will not be far. You've seen how these work. I've seen them also. And I know you have many ways to make your friend Tyree a man of great importance. Many ways. What else does she know about us? Tyree has told me much of you. Do not blame him. It was the price for saving your life. We're simply strangers from... From one of the lights in the sky. And you have ways as far above fire sticks as the sky above our world. You will not speak of this to others. I will not if I am made to understand. Teach me. There's an old custom among my people. When a woman saves a man's life, he is grateful. I am grateful. Splendid custom, if not carried to extremes. We once were as you are. Fierce arrows. Came a time when our weapons grew faster than our wisdom, and we almost destroyed ourselves. We learned from this to make a rule during all our travels. Never to cause the same to happen to other worlds. Just as a man must grow in his own way and in his own time. Some men never grow. Perhaps not as fast or in the way another thinks he should. But they're wise enough to know that we are wise enough not to interfere in the way of a man or another world. Must let the villagers destroy us. You will not help your friend and brother kill them instead? No! I said I will not kill! We must fight or die. Is dying better? would let him die when you have weapons to make him powerful and safe. Then he has the wrong friends. I am the wrong husband. You will help in ways she does not understand. She wants... I have faith in our friendship. So she wants power, ultimate power. She doesn't want, uh, you know, to be in the way of peace. Right. James. Come before we lose the darkness. What's bothering you, Jim? 
If we find the Klingons have helped the villagers, there's certainly something we can do. That's what's bothering me. There's something we may have to do. same thing we believe in, that killing is stupid and useless. Harry. was responsible for upsetting the balance of power on the planet Neutral by providing a rival clan of villagers led by Appella, which is the guy walking in right now, with the advanced technology of flintlock weapons. You are late, my friend Appella. Followed by my people. The division of some skins and a hill woman taken this morning. It's hard to divide. One woman. Give her to the man who killed the most of her people. The others will see the prophet in bravery. I'll make a cling on of you yet. Now your next improvement. Notice what we've done to the striker. See how it holds the priming powder more securely? Fewer misfires. When I return, we will give you other improvements. Rifled barrel. What? A way to shoot further and straighter. Jim. Coal for forge, sulfur for gunpowder. Let's take a look inside. your forge. Equals exhibit number one. Chrome steel drill point. This pig iron is almost carbon free. That village furnace certainly didn't produce it. Equals exhibit number two. Coal roll gun barrel rod fashion to look homemade. You were right about the Klingons, Jim. Make recorder and scanner tapes of everything. Right. It's a pity we can't include a live Klingon as a spot rabbit. You are about to. Right? <laughs> I'll show you the method. I thought my people would grow tired of killing, but you were right. They see that it is easier than trading, and it has pleasures. I feel it myself, like the hunt, but with richer rewards. 
will be rich one day, Abella. Beyond your dreams. The leader of a whole world. A governor of the Klingon Empire. Oops. possible moment and fight their way back to consciousness. Here, let me help you, Mr. Spock. <laughs> I'm quite fully recovered. Yes, I see you are. Whoa! <laughs> and this is the fan. This is the hammer. A hammer striking the fan causes a spark, ignites the powder, and fires the flintlock. Now, Aim it as I showed you. Hold your breath and squeeze the trigger gently. Well, very, very, very gently. I want to talk to you. Not here, Bones. In the cave. Titan, your turn. It's not bad enough there's already one serpent in Eden teaching one side about gunpowder. You're going to make sure they all know about it. Exactly. Each side receives the same knowledge and the same type of firearm. Have you gone out of your mind? Yes, maybe you have. Marie's wife, she said there was something in that vote. She said, now that you can refuse her nothing. Is it a coincidence? This is exactly what she wants? Is it? She wants superior weapons. That's the one thing neither side can have. Boom. Bones, the normal development of this planet is the status quo between the hill people and the village people. Klingons change that with the flintlocks. If this planet is to develop in the way it should, we must equalize both sides again. Jim, that means you're condemning this whole planet to a war that may never end. It could go on for year after year, massacre after massacre. All right, Doctor. 
Don't say I'm wrong. Say I'm drunk. Say the woman drunk me. What is your sober, sensible solution to all this? I don't have a solution. Furnishing them firearms is certainly not the answer. Bones, do you remember the 20th century brush wars on the Asian continent? Two giant powers involved, much like the Klingons and ourselves. Neither side felt that they could pull out? Yes, I remember. It went on bloody year after bloody year. What would you have suggested? That one side arm its friends with an overpowering weapon? Mankind would never have lived to travel space if they had. No. So, he was talking about the brush wars. Right. But it says here, the brush wars were a series of conflicts that took place in the mid-20th century on Earth. On the continent of Asia. They were characterized by two superpowers aiding and assisting lesser nations in their conflict with each other. The brush wars went on for on bloody year after bloody year, according to the 23rd century observers. The brush wars were unpopular in some countries on Earth, with riots breaking out, in particular among young students' population. One such riot was held at Santa Cruz in 1967, requiring police forces to break up the riot with tear gas. That's Voyager 1. Right. Um, so, yeah. Never says what the superpowers were. The only were. solution right. is what happened back then. Balance of power. The Klingons give their side even more. And we arm our side with exactly that much more. A balance of power. Trickiest, most difficult, dirtiest game of them all, but the only one that preserves both sides. What about your friend Tyree? Will he understand this balance of power? Probably not. But I'm going to have to try and make him understand. I never had a more difficult task. Old Jim, here's another morsel of agony for you. Since Tyree won't fight, he will be one of the first to die. War isn't a good life, but it's life. His wife is the only way to reach him. If I tell her, we're going to supply guns. Maybe she'll convince him. Orbit, sir, approaching rendezvous time. Klingons? They haven't spotted us yet, sir. Looks like they're beaming someone aboard. And by to signal the captain. Aye, sir. because I wished you here. Oh, I thought it was my idea. <laughs> yes, 
They always believe they come of free will. Tyree even thought the same when I cast my first spell on him. No, no. Can you smell this fragrance? Some find it pleasing. I would like to talk to you. Again. Some find it soothing. Right. Yes. I would like to. feel good.
Irie's woman. She's a Canute, too. We won't trust this division to a fella. Take me to him. He will have the strength to use this new weapon. <laughs> Using it so they don't know what it really does. Right. between Tyree and that one villager, the rock goes behind the guy's head quite a ways. Right. And then you see Tyree beaten down off to one side of where the head should be, but you don't see the head. Right. Again, practices and standards back in the day. Right. Just like Bones, if you actually looked, after he got shot as he's walking down, you see there's a little bit of blood around his hands, but when you look, when he's uh, checking her pulse, all you see is like two little blood trails, but no like hole or nothing. Again, practices and standards of 
I want more of these, Kirk. Many more. You, Dan. Two of those who killed my wife have escaped. Track them down. I will kill them. question, Doctor, since obviously you are hearing my voice. Well, I don't know why I was worried. You can't kill a computer. <laughs> well, no, Spock, ask Scotty well, how long it would take him to reproduce a hundred flintlocks. I didn't get that exactly, Captain. A hundred? What? A hundred... serpents. Serpents for the Garden of Eden. We're very tired, Mrs. Park. Beam us up home. But basically, the way Kirk's dealing with it basically makes sense, though. So, Vicky, that was season two, episode 18. The Private Little War. So, what do you think of this one? I liked it. You like all of them. I do like all of them. So far. Right? Wait until we get to the ones where you're going to be like, God, I loathe that. I will. There will never be one. <laughs> you want to bet? Yep. Okay. So anyways, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you put this one? I put this one at an 8. No. I'm going to change it. I'm going to do a 9. Okay, well, I'm going to have to give it a 9 because I do like the concept of it. So I did notice some issues like uh, Tyree not actually hitting the guy with the rock. Um, and some other things like that that I did mention in, in the episode. Right, right. Sorry we're trying to rush this through. Our guys to replace our hot water tank just showed up. So, Vicky, who do you think this episode hinged on? And I'm not even going to question you on this one. Uh, Spock, Dr. Bones, Jim, uh, Tyree... All his people, Nona, and the the beastie thing. Magatu. Okay. Also, Dr. Mambinga. Okay. Alrighty, I guess until next week, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye!